0: The voice of Madrasa on a.
1: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to another edition of Madrasa on a By the big Islam in me, I'm your host Yasmina Peterson, along with none other than in the studio Sheikh Riyad Wolves And today is Tuesday, and today we are focusing on a different topic, and that is of course the topic of Akida, and we are looking at knowing my Lord. And for this, we are going to be handing over to Sheikh to do an opening for us, as well as an introduction, and also with the links that we are going to be discussing and so forth will be put up on our website, inshallah. So if you are at home and maybe you did not grasp the program and so forth, you will be able to catch up a little bit later, inshallah. But for now, sheik Aslam, alaikum to you.
0: Wa alaikum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon?
0: Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah.
1: Alhamdulillah. Sheikh, we are going to be speaking Akira and we're speaking about knowing my Lord. So inshallah, Sheikh, and a brief introduction into this program and also to remind the listeners to send through whatever questions that they have, inshallah, and we will definitely be looking at that in future of Tafatullah
0: Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala amma ba'd Sister Yasmina, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape I greet you all with universal greetings of love, mercy and peace Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Yes, this is now our second program that we are having on Aqida. if we take from last week Monday we did the virtues of knowledge and then Tuesday we did Aqida. Mm-hmm. Wednesday we did uh, Allah Muhammad, we did ulum al hadith Thursday we did ulum al quran mm-hmm. and yesterday Monday we did fiqh mm-hmm. So these are our four subjects, and if you'll notice that from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Monday, all we did was the madkhal, we did the entry into those four subjects, looking at the al-mabadi al-ashar, looking at the ten foundational principles defining what is aqidah, defining what is ulum al-hadith, defining what is ulum al-Qur'an defining what is fiqh looking at the subject matter looking at the virtue looking at the relation with the other Islamic sciences looking at the hukum at the ruling pertaining to whether this is an individual obligation or is it a communal obligation etc etc and inshallah ta'ala Last night, I created an email account under madrasa on air at gmail.com. Uh, please, this is not necessarily where you're going to be sending your questions to. We can look at that uh, aspect of it a little later, inshallah. For now, what, I'm, what I've done is to create an email address for our Google Drive. Where I have now uploaded uh, For example, today we are doing Aqeedah Our text for Aqeedah is Aqeedah to Awam The Faith of the Common Folk And it is a very easy poem I think I mentioned 61 uh, I counted wrong, it's actually uh, 57 57 lines 57 lines, it's not a long poem it's a poem that was taught as we heard from some of our listeners they learnt it at the hands of the likes of Sheikh Qasim Abdurauf Rahimullah ta'ala my wife learnt Akirat al-awam in the 70s with Sheikh Amin Fakir hafizahullah ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him long life in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and continue to cause him to be a benefit to the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam it is uh, a text that uh, is very simple The Ibarat are easy to understand Yes, I know people are probably saying Well, I don't understand Arabic mm-hmm. But that doesn't prevent you from reading the Quran uh, In fact, uh, the Arabs are amazed when they come to Cape Town And they hear how the Capetonians recite the Quran The makharij, the way that they form the letters in their mouths as well as with Tajweed, the rules and laws governing the recitation of the Holy Qur'an, they are amazed at how the people of Cape Town can recite the Qur'an, yet most of them don't speak or understand the Arabic language. But I say again, that doesn't stop us from reading the Qur'an. So likewise, that also shouldn't stop us from reading these summarized texts, which our forefathers read, People like Twanguru came here having memorized not just the Quran but having memorized standardized, summarized texts in fiqh, in aqidah, in nahu, in all the major Islamic sciences. And that's why we regard him, Twanguru, Abdullah bin Qadi Abdus Salam, Abdullah, the son of the Qadi of the judge Abdus Salam from Tidori Island in Indonesia. We regard to Anguru as the father of institutionalized Islam at the Cape. Because he started the first masjid and he started the first madrasa. And he was able to do that even without having any books with him. Why? Because the Quran as well as those summarized texts, he had committed to memory. And if you remember that poem that we have Looked at those few lines where the poet says, That if you don't memorize knowledge and retain, then your acquisition of knowledge is in vain. In other words, if you lose your books and you lose your tab and you lose your laptop and you lose your cell phone and you lose your library, then your acquisition of knowledge is in vain. Will you come to a sitting without any knowledge while your knowledge is stored in books from the college? So this system of, of memorization is definitely a part of torah When I say torah the Muslims at the Cape, this is Voice of the Cape, we are speaking to the people of Cape Town, the Muslims of the Cape definitely have a very strong connection with these summarized texts, With not just memorizing Quran, but memorizing these summarized texts in the Arabic language, even though they did not converse in the Arabic language. So we are following that meanwhile, we are following that school of thought, that methodology. And so I have uploaded the text onto the Google Drive. I've uploaded, I've uploaded a commentary in Arabic, for those who can read Arabic and understand it. I've also uploaded, not a complete, but a partial translation of the text and the commentary. I've also uploaded that onto the Google Drive. And I've also uploaded, in fact I'm going to play it for you, um, slightly different to the lagu that we used the other day. But also a very beautiful uh, way, a very beautiful uh um, style of reciting uh, this mandoma and I will play it for you now. <laughs> Hamdulillahil that a So that is now been uploaded onto the Google Drive. The text has been uploaded. The commentary in Arabic has been uploaded, the commentary in English has been uploaded, and the audio, in fact it's an MP4 clip. So, you can listen to it and you can read it at the same time. Bi idni ta'ala.
1: Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We are going to be looking into light in terms of the Google Drive a little bit later as we progress with the programming. And then I will also be explaining closer to the end of the program how you can go in terms of getting that audio as well as the commentary and the text. Madrasa on air. Assalamualaikum wa wabarakatuh and welcome to your program. Madrasa on a e, developing Islam in me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Walls in studio. And if you have just joined in, then assalamualaikum to you. We are just getting started on the program and we are focusing on akida today as well as that is of course knowing my Lord and then also sheikh spoke about the Google Drive that I will be speaking of a little bit later close to the end of the program in terms of how you can go and get uh, your hands on what has been uploaded and that is of course some poetry as well as some commentary as well as even in Arabic and she also played a small clip for you as well so you can listen and you can read about the, the poetry at the same time and at your own leisure inshallah but for now we are breaking into the program inshallah in terms of I uh, knowing my lord and that is on, uh, under our banner of Akira, Sheikh Tafatul.
0: Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Once again, assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa So before the break, I was basically outlining what we have done so far and what we are about to do. What we have done is that for the four subjects of Madrasa on Air, Fiqh, Aqeedah, Uloom hadith and Uloom al-Qur'an, we have covered the mabadi al-ashar. Inna mabadiya kulli Fann ashara, al-haddu wal-mawdu'u thumma Thamara. الْإِسْتِمْدَادُ حُكْمُ مَسَائِلُ وَالْبَعْضُ حَازَ And I'm going to put forward a challenge to the listeners that inshallah the Mabadi al is going to be our first exercise that I want everybody to memorize. Al-Mabadi al The foundational principles of every science and this is going to help us inshallah just to retain an outline of the subject matter that we are dealing with at hand the translation with the arabic inshallah i will also upload onto the google drive and i will record the recital of it bi idni la taala and inshallah make that available uh, for the listeners it's very light on the tongue. Uh, in fact, inshallah, once you get a taste for it, you will only want more because it's very sweet. This manzooma, the urjuza especially, the poem that comes in the bahar rajas, it has a very sweet taste to it. So inshallah ta'ala, that also will be will be uploaded. Just to go through uh, the translation thereof again, that indeed for every science, there are ten foundational principles. Al-haddu al thumma thamara, the definition, the subject matter, and the benefit. Mm-hmm. The virtue of the science, its relation with regards to the other sciences, and the founder of that science. حُكْمُ mm-hmm. The name of the science, from where that science has been extracted, or on what it is based, the sources of the science. حُكْمُ uh, And the rule pertaining to learning the science. And number 10, masailu, the issues surrounding the actual subject matter or the science that we'll be, be dealing with. So inshallah ta'ala, that'll be our first challenge and I'm going to have a phone in where I would like those who have memorized it to inshallah ta'ala to give it back to the other listeners, to encourage inshallah we, what we are always trying to do is to revive the system of learning. A very old tried and tested system that inshallah i feel we need to bring back to life again within our community it's something that has been in our community for hundreds of years and with the advent of modern education uh, methodologies it has sort of gone by the wayside inshallah we're going to revive it and bring it back to life باذن Idni so our subject is aqeedah our text is aqeedatul awam The text has been uploaded, the Arabic commentary has been uploaded, the English commentary has been uploaded, an MP4 clip has been uploaded with visuals and with sound, and I've even uploaded the English translation in audio of the text. And I will just, uh, I'll play that for you. Just so that you know what you're in store of. The people's creed by Ahmad al marzuqi al-Maliki al-Makki I start with the name of Allah al-Rahman al-Rahim whose benevolence is never ending Praise to Allah the eternal without a beginning and the everlasting without a change Then honor and safety are requested perpetually upon the Prophet the best of the Muslims and upon his ardent companions and those who follow the way of the religion of truth without straying, Allah exists. He is eternal and everlasting He is absolutely different from the creations He is not of needs and is without a partner and is alive He is attributed with power will and knowledge of everything So that is just a An example of what will be available inshallah ta'ala So for those of you who don't have access to computers But would like to inshallah ta'ala To benefit uh, from having the text in front of you And following Remember I said and I'm going to keep repeating this That inshallah in these classes we want there to be something for everybody Uh, There are those that perhaps feel They don't have the time to study the Arabic language fine that don't have the time to, uh, or the energy to memorize poetry. That's fine. Inshallah Taala, stay with us, listen to the commentary, listen to the explanation. Everything we will go through at a very slow and steady pace. And Inshallah Taala, at the end of the day, you will still be able to benefit from the from the ghaya, from the goal of using this tool. It's it's but a tool. This Arabic. Didactic poetry, this manzuma, is but a tool in order for us to attain the knowledge and the title of the program to get to know our Lord. Here we go. That's ultimately what we are doing here. So the knowledge will come through, inshallah, and you on the other end listening to the radio, inshallah, will be the beneficiaries of that الدين, by the power and grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so after at the end of the show inshallah uh, sister yasmina is, is going to uh, I've sent your sister Yasmina the link and all you'll do is when you open your browser when you open your Google browser on the computer you will then copy that link and put it into the the uh, the top strip where you put in the address of the website that you are Looking for where you see HTTP, you'll copy the link and you'll paste it in there. Right click and paste, and then press enter, and it'll take you straight to the Google Drive. Uh, And then, inshallah ta'ala, you can download whatever is available in that folder of what I've labeled as Mutun. Remember this is the, the word that is used to denote these summarized texts. Mutun, al-mutun al Whoever memorizes the summarized text has gained the whole science. qara al Hawashi but whoever restricts themselves to the detailed commentaries gains no self-reliance. So inshallah ta'ala you're going to see as we go along, there's going to be great benefit. Uh, in this uh, for us as Students of Deen And the more we learn The more we realize How little we know So our topic is Aqeedah The text we are doing is Aqeedah tul Awam And the reason why I've I've chosen This particular text Because it is so simple It is also void of Issues that Can cause dissension and disunity It is Basically a text on which we can all within Ahl-Sunnah Wal-Jamaah agree and Inshallah Ta'ala thereby bringing us together and uniting us in faith. This particular text you can basically say is a text that's going to provide us with the information about our faith to answer those three questions when we are in our Qabr and Munkar and are standing over us and asking us Marrabuk, Who is your Lord? وَمَا what is your religion? And what do you say about the man that has been sent to you? In some riwayat, Rasul, the messenger that was sent to you. This is what we're going to be learning about in this text: the attributes of Allah, جَلَّ في علا, the attributes of his messengers عليهما الصلاة والسلام, we're going to learn about the family and the companions of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in terms of our faith, in terms of our belief. We're going to learn about all the articles of faith. And tukmin wa wa kutubihi wa rusuli, wa wa qadri wa ta'ala. That is basically what we're going to be learning. In fifty seven lines of poetry with enough detail that will provide us with the knowledge. That which is necessarily known By the mere fact that we are Muslim We should know these things And it's the basic minimum And it's not complicated And there, it is void of issues On which there is uh, khilaf On which there is a difference uh, of opinion bi And so the, our author and I like I think it is only right that we should, in order to connect properly with the text, we should know who wrote this text. Who is the author of this text? And he is a Sayyid. Now whenever you hear the word Sayyid, or Sharif, or Habib, then that refers to somebody who is from Al-Bayt al rasul sallallahu He's from the family of a beloved Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You could say a Sayyid, a Sheikh. You could say uh, a Sharif, a Sheikh. No problem. But ultimately, the mere fact that that word a Sayyid um, basically precedes his name is telling us that he's of the family of a beloved Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And he is a Sayyid, a Sheikh, Ahmed ibn Ramadan. Al-Marzuqi Al-Sayyid Al-Sheikh Ahmad Ibn Ramadan Al-Marzuqi Ahmad, the son of Ramadan He has actually There's quite a lengthy nasab A lengthy lineage that takes him back To the famous Maliki Alim Who is Marzuq Al-Kafafi Al-Maliki Was a very great Scholar of Islam A very pious and noble Scholar of Islam uh, نعتبره ahad. we consider him as such and we don't praise anybody above Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala
1: Shukran so much for that, Sheikh, the voice there of Sheikh uh, Riyadh Wolfs, And he's speaking to us more on Akira as well as that is knowing my Lord. In terms of the Google Drive, we are going to be looking at putting that link on our website, inshallah, so it would be even much easier for you to grasp. And you can just click on the and it will take you straight into the Google Drive where all of these texts will be uploaded, inshallah. But for now, we break for ads and when we come back, we'll continue with the show. Stay tuned. The Voice of Madrasa on oh. air. Oh. Assalamu'alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to Madrasa on A developing Islam in me I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Walsh in studio and for now I'm going to be handing over back to Sheikh we are speaking about Akira and that is in terms of knowing my Lord and Sheikh has been speaking about the Google Drive, but a little bit later on I'm going to be telling you all about that inshallah but for now we hand over back to Sheikh to continue Sheikh Tafatul
0: Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Once again, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi barakatu. Yes, we are speaking about the author of our text that we are going to be studying. And I know somebody sent a message in, during the break about uh, reading the Quran um, in English. Well, I just want to uh, bring light to one thing that the Qur'an is only in Arabic, but the English or the Afrikaans or whatever other language is basically a translation of the meaning of the Qur'an. And if you're not able to recite the Qur'an in Arabic, then you most certainly read the translation of the meaning of the Qur'an in English, but you should make effort to learn to recite in Arabic. Um, ultimately, even if you recite with difficulty, and the person that reads it with difficulty, even if they are stuttering, they get double the reward of the one who reads it with ease. But we must make effort. Wa illa ma wa anna Mankind will not attain except that which they make effort for, and they will see the fruits of their labour. And uh, so I will say to the sister, yes, if you cannot recite the Qur'an in the Arabic language, go to a teacher, go and learn. Uh, If you're a sister, mashallah, there are many, many sisters that, inshallah, I'm sure will make time for you and sit with you one-on-one, inshallah ta'ala, to teach you how to recite uh, the Holy Qur'an. It is not difficult. Um, I myself only... Knew what alif and ba was at the age of, of 18, almost 19 years of age. And uh, I'll never forget my wife teaching me al-huruf al, al- hijaiya the uh, from the what we know as the surat, you know, where we learn tu ila akhirihi and uh, we all have to start somewhere, and we're never too old to learn. So inshallah while you are reading the Qur'an in or the translation of the meaning of the Qur'an in the English language, learn to recite the Qur'an inshallah in the language that it was revealed. Quran la alakum ta'akilun. Indeed we revealed it as an Arabic Qur'an that you might make sense of it. And this is something also I like to bring to light that in fact some scholars go so far as to say that to learn the Arabic language is an individual obligation. And we should all try. I promise you, respected listeners, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I was no genius at school. All you have to do is have a passion for it. Love the Arabic language because the Quran was revealed in it. Because our beloved Prophet Muhammad spoke it. And because inshallah it will be to Jannah, it will be the language of the people of Jannah. So make the effort. Inshallah you will reap the fruits. So before the break we were speaking about the author of our text that we're going to be learning. Aqeeratul Awam. The creed of the common folk. And he is none other than sayyid Ahmad ibn Ramadan al-Marsuqi. Born in Makkah al-Mukarramah. In, sorry in Simbat, in actual fact he was born in Egypt in a place called Simbat in the year 1205 which is the equivalent of 1846 of the Gregorian calendar. So born in Egypt in the town of Simbat, if you look on a map you can see Simbat lies somewhere in between Tanta and Mansura. I know there's uh, a lot of uh, our Egyptian brothers uh, in Cape Town, that actually come from Tanta and Mansoura, they will tell you exactly where, exactly, exactly where Simbat is. So, a Sayyid Ahmad ibn Ramadan al-Marzuqi, born in Simbat, in Egypt, in the year 1205 Hijri, the year 1846 Miladi, according to the Gregorian calendar. And he was the Mufti of the Malikiyah in Mecca. Was he was the top Maliki scholar of the Maliki madhab, the madhab of Imam Malik ibn Anas, the Imam of Dar al-Hijra, who is considered to be the Imam of Dar al-Hijra, medina al of his time. Rahmatullahi alayh, with the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, be upon him. And so Sayyid Ahmed ibn Ramadan al-Marzuki. He was the Mufti. He was the the chief scholar of the Maliki madhab in Makkah al and he used to teach in the Haram. Next to the Maqam, there used to be four Maqams. There used to be four Maqams in the Haram. Maqam of Imam Abu Hanifa uh, basically marked by uh, either a small, medium or large structure. You can actually see the old pictures of the Haram. If you go onto the internet, there's a lot of pictures that actually show the four Maqams. There was a Maqam of, of Al-Imam Abu Hanifa, there was a maqam of Al-Imam Malik, there was a maqam of Al-Imam Shafi'i, and there was a, a maqam of Al-Imam Ahmad Ibn Habbal. Uh, rahmatullahi alayhim ajma'in. Allah SWT, shower his mercy on on all of them. And uh, Sayyid Ahmad al Marzuki, he used to teach by the maqam of, of the Malikiyah in the haram, in Makkah al-Mukarramah. And he lived until 1262. Um, sorry, he was born. I, I put the Gregorian. I put the Gregorian the Hijra underneath. Uh, I put the, sorry. I put the Gregorian date underneath the Hijra date. So sorry, just correction. Twelve oh five is seven hundred and ninety. Twelve oh five in the Hijri is 17, uh, 1790 in the Gregorian. And he died twelve sixty two, which is eighteen forty six in the in the Gregorian. So just a correction. 1205, he was born in the Hijra calendar, which is 1790 in the Gregorian calendar. And he died in 1262 Hijri, which is 1846 in the Gregorian calendar.
1: Thank you so much for that, Sheikh. Giving us a brief rundown in terms of the author of the text that we are going to be speaking about. And that is, of course, Akira to Awam. But for now, we break for ads. And when we come back, we'll continue with the show. Stay tuned.
0: Madrasa on A.
1: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh And welcome back to your program Madrasa On A Developing Islam in Me I'm your host Yasmina Peterson Along with Sheikh Riyadh Who's in studio And we are speaking about Akira Tu'ul Awam And just before the ad break Sheikh has been giving a brief introduction In terms of the author of the text inshallah And for now we are going to be continuing on that Sheikh Tufatul
0: Bismillah wa alhamdulillah Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Wa man wala amma ba'd once again, assalamu alaikum wa wa Yes, before the break we were speaking about the birth of uh, Sayyid Ahmad ibn Ramadan al Marzuki, Born in Simbat in Egypt in the year 1790 according to the Gregorian calendar And he died in Mecca in 1846 according to the Gregorian calendar he was the Mufti of the Malikiyah. he was the chief Maliki scholar in the Haram, and he taught in the Haram by the Maqam of, of Al-Imam Malik ibn Anas. His Kunya is Abu al-Fawz, his Kunya is Abu al-Fawz. What is the Kunya? Sharaf al-Din al in his Nazim, in his poem on the Ajurumiyya, he says, وَمَا أَتَى منه بأم أَوْ بِأَبْ فَكُنْيَةٌ وَغَيْرُ هُسْمٌ أَوْ لَقَبْ Beautiful. It just shows you, you know, just one line of poetry can connect you to a section of knowledge pertaining to names. That everybody has three names. In Islam, traditionally, we have three names. We have the name that was given to us on the seventh day after our birth. In this case, the name of our author, what is his name, Sister Yasmina? His name is Ahmad. Ahmad. That is his name. Then, he has a kunya. As I've just read out this line of poetry, that name that is prefixed with the word ummu or abu, this is what we call a kunya. Hmm. So for a father, for a father, he takes his kunya from his eldest son's name. So if a father's eldest son's name is Muhammad then his kunya would be Abu Muhammad. Mm. And his wife's kunya would be Ummu Muhammad. Mm. And if they don't have sons, then his kunya is taken from the name of his eldest daughter. Let's say his daughter's name is Maryam. Then he will be Abu Maryam, the father of Maryam. Mm. And his wife will be Ummu Maryam. His wife will be the mother of, of Maryam. Al-laqab is a nickname, in this case we don't have uh, a nickname in terms of what Sayyid Ahmed was called, but the laqab that is used for him is al Marzuki. al Marzuki, which tells us that he is related, that he is of the progeny of the great Maliki Alim, Marzuq Al-Kafafi. So that is his laqab, so three names. Let's take Sayyidina Umar for example. Sadina Umar bin al-Khattab radiallahu wa ta'ala anhu. his name was Umar. That was his ism. His laqab was al-Faruq that the Prophet gave to him. Al-Faruq meaning the differentiator. Alladhi al wal-Batil. The one who differentiates between truth and falsehood. And his kunya was Abu Hafs. That was his, his kunya. The father of of Hafs and so our author Sayyid Ahmed Al marzuki his kunya is Abu Al Fawz and he was a very great scholar and a very pious man and he has many works that he has written. Of his works that he has written is the one obviously that we are going to be doing which is al Awam, the manzuma, the poem. And he has a commentary which he wrote on it himself, which is called, Tahseel Nailul Maram, Fi Sharh al Awam. That's the name of the commentary that he wrote on it. He also has a commentary on the famous text in Arabic grammar, al ajrumiya known as Al-Fawaid Al-Marzuqiyya. He also has a poem that he wrote in grammar, and morphology in Nahu and Sarf. He even has a poem which he wrote on the science of astronomy, Ilm al Falak, the names of the and the positions of the constellations. Now, Sayyid Ahmad al Marzuki didn't have any sons, but he had one daughter. When he passed away, she was his only child. He had a daughter. And it is said that she is a grandmother to the Kutbi family. Now, anybody that has any knowledge about our senior ulama that studied in Makkah Al-Mukarrama, and those that are still with us, they can also tell you that there is a connection between the Muslims of Cape Town and the Kutbi family. In fact, the first Kutbi to come to uh, to Makkah was a Sheikh Muhammad Ibrahim Al Kutbi. He was in fact born in India. He went to study in Iraq, and then he went to Makhtum al mukarramah and he was a very great scholar in Makkah. Became very very famous. He died in about 1948 but he had seven sons and one of those sons actually taught some of our senior ulama muhammad sheikh muhammad al-amin al-kutbi sheikh muhammad al-amin al-kutbi he was teaching sheikh muhammad al-amin was teaching in the haram at the same time that the father of the late sheikh muhammad Aliwi al-maliki in other words sheikh alawi al-maliki was also teaching in the haram and these were Two of the most prominent shaykhs that taught in the Haram in the 40s and in the 50s uh, in Makkah al mukarramah And so we have a direct connection with our senior ulama having sat at the feet of these great scholars. May Allah ta'ala grant them a high place in Jannat Al-Firdaus. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. I've even been told that some of our mothers, sisters here in Cape Town, we married into the Al Kutbi family. So, alhamdulillah, not only do we have a connection with Aqidatul Awam in terms of it being a text that was taught here, but we even have a connection in terms of being related to the uh, the author of the text, uh Sayyid Ahmad ibn Ramadan Al Marzuqi. Madrasa on A Oh
1: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on a Developing Islam in Me, I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad, walls in studio and it's just 13 minutes past the hour of 3 and if you have just tuned in then Assalamualaikum to you, just before the ad break Sheikh has been giving an introduction to the author and that is in terms of our text that we are currently discussing at the moment and that is Akhidatul Awam and the author there of uh, which Sheikh is going to be mentioning and also further that is going to be speaking about is definitely a Sayyid al-Sheikh Ahmad ibn Ramadan al-Marzuki and for now we are going to cross over back to Sheikh inshallah to continue Sheikh Tafatul
0: Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalat alaikum ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa man wala amma once again assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh yes before the break we were speaking about none other than the author of our text Aqiratul Awam a Sayyid Ahmad Al-Marzuqi. and it is said that uh, being a Sayyid uh, being a Sharif in fact in Hadramaut if you are a member of the family of our beloved Prophet وسلم, um, because they have a very large contingent of branches in Hadramaut um, going all the way back to al faqih muqaddam and before him Ahmad bin Isa al-Muhajir who made hijrah from Baghdad during the time of the Fitna, when the Umayyads were overthrown and the Abbasids came to power. And uh, Ahmed bin Isa al Muhajir, it is said, traces his lineage back to both uh, Sayyidina Hassan and Sayyidina Hussein. And likewise, uh, Sayyid Ahmed al Marzuki also traces his lineage back to both Sayyidina Hassan and Sayyidina Hussein. Uh, um, the word Sharif, I also mentioned uh, some time earlier in the program, that the word Sharif is also used to denote that this person is a member of the family of the Prophet ﷺ. And we see a lot of Ashraf also in North Africa, the Adarisa. Mawla Idris uh, the first. he was the one that made Hijrah all the way to Morocco, and he married a woman from the uh, Amazighiyah, the Berbers and his son uh, Moulay Idris II he was the one that established the, the town of Fas in Morocco where a woman Fatima Fahriya in 1258 uh, 245 Hijri built the first university I know the ladies love to, to listen to that that uh, the first university in the world was built by a woman Fatima Fahriya her daughter Maryam also built another masjid called Masjid Andalus. They built basically, they each built a masjid on either side of the wadi, of the valley and the river that runs through Fas. And it's a beautiful story that that Fatima Fahriya, that for the entire duration of the build, she fasted. Uh, From Fajr until Maghrib, of course. But for the entire duration of the build, she fasted and all the materials were taken from the piece of land that she had made waqf and uh, subhanallah that masjid that university still stands today still runs today but going back to the terminology if we say a sayyid if we say a sharif if we say if in hadramout for example habib like habib umar bin hafid or habib salim al shatri um in fact there's a number of names that the Muslims of Cape Town are very familiar with, like Al-Attas Al-Idros, if you go to Mowbray Makbara, you will see there is somebody from the al Aidarus family uh, buried there. In fact there is a family in Cape Town they go under the surname Hattas. Mm-hmm. Their asl is also Al-Attas from the family of our beloved Prophet Muhammad uh, and if they are mashayikh in Hadramaut, then they get the laqab of habib. And in this case, the title, or, or they get the title. Title would be the better word to use. They get the title of habib, signifying that they come from the family of the Prophet The ulama in Hadramaut that don't come from the family of the Prophet they would refer to them as sheikh, sheikh Ba'udan, sheikh Ba'fadl, etc., etc. So our author Sayyid Ahmad Ibn Ramadan Al-Marzuqi He comes from the family Of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Via the great Maliki uh, Sheikh Marzuq Al-Kafafi Al-Maliki And it is said that he comes from both The progeny of uh, Sayyidina Hassan And uh, Sayyidina Hussein Radiallahu wa Ta'ala عنhuma. And we know that this is only in terms of sharaf. Being of the family of the Prophet doesn't guarantee you anything. As our beloved Prophet said to his own daughter Fatima Zahra, he said to her, ya Fatima, fa la ughni anki min shay'a." He said, "Work hard, O Fatima, work hard. Having faith in Allah, working righteous deeds—that is upon you. Because by Allah." I cannot do anything for you if you don't work, if you don't work hard. Yes, inshallah, we are all hoping for the, for the shafa'a, for the intercession of our beloved Prophet Muhammad on the day of yomu Qiyamah. That is Al Maqam Al Mahmood, that praiseworthy station that Allah SWT has promised our beloved Prophet Muhammad. That Allah SWT grant us to be of those who gain His intercession. And that will be, inshallah, ta'ala for, for His Ummah. He's going to go in front of. The arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after all the anbiya had been asked to intercede on behalf of their followers. And when we come to Muhammad sallallahu only he will say, ana laha, ana laha. I am the one who holds the intercession. The others will say, laha. I cannot intercede. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and then he will go and prostrate himself before the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he will cry out, Ummati, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those? Um, for whom our beloved Prophet Muhammad intercedes on behalf of in front of Allah on the day of Yom Al Qiyamah. Ameen, Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. But from the angle of honor, it is a great honor to be of, of the Sada, to be of the Ashraf, to be of the Habaib, to be of the family of our beloved Prophet Muhammad. Wasallam. And uh, so Sayyid Ahmad ibn Ramadan al marzuki From the family of our beloved Prophet Muhammad وسلم, Born in Egypt Was the Mufti of the Malikis in Mecca Died in, uh, in Makkah al-Mukarrama in 1846 Has many great works And has many great students Of his great students Is the great uh, Sheikh Ahmad Ibn Tajuddin الدهان. In fact, uh, there is an article which I found in the uh, a specific website uh, of Makht al and uh, it says, Usratu Dahan Zahrafu Buyuta Makka wa عُلُومَ al Fiqh. Dahan is basically. A laqab for a painter. Basically the, the title of a, of a painter. Like Haddad. Haddad, you know, Ratib haddad we say Haddad yeah. here in Cape Town. But his his name is actually, his family name is Al-Haddad. Al-Haddad meaning the blacksmith. From the family of? Of the blacksmith. Al-Haddad. Al-Dahan would be the painters. Al-Dahan. So, in this particular article I speak about that Ailat Dahan they adorned the houses of Makkah and they perfected the science of fiqh so Sheikh Ahmad Dahan he was a great uh, faqih, he was a great alim and he was one of the students of, of As-Sayyid Ahmad Al Marzuki also uh, sayyid Ahmad Dahlan who has more than 42 famous works he was also a student of of Sayyid Ahmad al Marzuki. Also, Sheikh Tahir al Takruri. Takruri is actually a town in uh, in the west of Sudan. He was also a student of Sayyid Ahmad al Marzuki, a very great scholar indeed. And then, of course, Sheikh Ahmad al Hilwani. Sheikh Ahmed al Hilwani, it is said that 80% of everything that has ever been learnt or taught about the Quran in Sham in Syria has been taken from the knowledge of A sayyid Ahmad al-Sheikh Ahmad al-Hilwani and he studied all the books of uh, of Qiraat, Al-Shatibiyya Al-Durra, al he studied all those books at the hands of al-Sayyid Ahmad al marzuki
1: Madrasa on A Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A with myself Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyal Wolves in studio and also technical controls we do have Antia Bida Dixon Muhammad we are going to be continuing as to where we stopped just before the ad break and yeah, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue Inshallah, Sheikh Tafatul
0: Bismillah alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam wa ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala wa amma ba'd Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Yes, so we have now looked briefly at the birth, at uh, the life of uh, Sayyid Ahmad ibn Ramadan al Marzuki, the author of our text that we're going to be studying in Aqeedah, Aqeedah al Awam, the Creed of the Common Folk. And we have looked at his name, the fact that he's from the family of the Prophet his kunya, Abu al Fawz, some of his great works that he authored. We've looked at some of his students that were of the greatest of the ulama of of al-Mukarramah. And history testifies to that. The last one I mentioned just before the break was Sheikh Ahmad al-Hilwani, who was the uh, Sheikh al-Qurrah of Sham, of Syria. He was the, the lead leader in, in, in Qiraat. Um, he knew all the modes and all the different um, ways of reciting the Holy Qur'an. And he studied the, the Sha'atabiyya, the Durrah, all the main works in Qira'at. He studied at the hands of a Sayyid Ahmad al-Marzuki in Makkah al-Mukarramah. And when uh, Sayyid Ahmad died, he actually asked that Sheikh Ahmad al-Hilwani take his place in terms of the uh, position that he held in uh, Maqat al-Mukarramah and he went back and he stayed there for a number of years and then eventually he returned back to Syria where he, where he passed away. And in fact I found a, a clip of his grandson who is an elderly scholar uh, in Sham. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring peace and security and justice to our brothers and sisters in Syria and all over the Muslim world. Ameen. And he, one of the last books that he was teaching was the tafsir of, of Imam al-Baydawi, Rahimullah ta'ala. That was one of the last books that Sheikh uh, al-Sayyid Ahmad ibn Ramadan al-Marzuki was teaching in the Haram before he passed away in, uh, in 1262 Hijri in the year 1846 of the Gregorian calendar. Now, let us now come to an import, important event that took place in the life of uh, Sayyid Ahmad al marzuki that was basically the sabab the cause for him authoring uh, this poem on akida. in fact he has recorded the exact date when it took place it was on the the 6th of Rajab of the year 1258 according to the Hijri calendar Um. According to the uh, according to the Gregorian calendar, that would have been the year 1842. That the author saw the Prophet وسلم, in a dream, and the companions were standing around him, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And the Prophet وسلم, said, in the dream, in the dream, the Prophet وسلم, said. To say Ahmed al Marzuki, he said to him, Iqra manhuma tawheed, a letty manhafidaha dahil aljana. Wanal maksuda min kulli khayrin wafaka al kitabu wasunna. He said, Read the poem of tawheed. Read the poem of tawheed. What is tawheed? is the divine unity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The the foundation of our entire belief system. He said, read the poem of Tawheed, which whoever memorizes it will enter paradise. But now I'm going to repeat myself three times now. There is a qaida. Ar-ru'ya la alayha ahkam. Ar-ru'ya, in other words, a dream, a ruling cannot be extrapolated or extracted from a dream. So the fact that the Prophet ﷺ said to him in the dream that whoever memorizes this poem will enter paradise is not something from which we draw a rule. Mm. Meaning, that the one who memorized it will go to Jannah. No, it is a mubashir, it is a glad tiding that... This particular poem, in it, there are great blessings. But let me, inshallah ta'ala, complete the statement of the Prophet and complete the story of the dream of Sayyid Ahmed al Marzuki, and then inshallah we can take that a little further. So he said to him, Read the poem of Tawheed, which whoever memorizes it will enter paradise and will attain the goal. Of all goodness that which they intend, that which is in agreement with the Quran and the Sunnah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. These are the words of the Prophet in the dream, in the dream to Sayyid Ahmad al marzuqi So Sayyid Ahmad in the dream he then says to the Prophet, Wama tilkal What is this poem, O Messenger of Allah? So the Prophet in the dream said to Sayyid Ahmad, he said to him, he said to him, "Qul." In actual fact, part of the poem it comes that the companions then said, the companions that were surrounding the Prophet in the in the dream, they said to Ahmad al marzuqi said, Ahmad al marzuqi they said to him, Rasulillahi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Listen to what the Messenger of Allah is saying. And so the Prophet said to him in the dream, "Qul." Abda'u بِسْمِ اللَّهِ wa birrahimi da imil ihsani. And so Sayyid Ahmad started repeating the words Abda'u bismillahi اللَّهِ wa birrahimi da imil until he came to the bait, which we will inshallah ta'ala, cover in the poem, where it says. والصحف الْخَلِيلِ وَالْكَلِيمِ فِيهَا كَلَامُ الْحَكَمِ الْعَلِيمِ Referring to the the revelations that were given to Nabi Ibrahim, the suhuf, the parchments, the journals, that were given to Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, وَالْكَلِيمِ and Nabi Musa, فِيهَا كَلَامُ الْحَكَمِ الْعَلِيمِ In it, in the suhuf that were given to Ibrahim and Musa, in it there is the wisdom of the all-wise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the knowledge of the all knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet وسلم, was listening to him, and so when he awoke, he read what he had seen in his dream and he found that it was memorized in his heart. I'm going to repeat, I promise I'm going to repeat myself that the dream for as ordinary people who are non-prophets. A ru'ya for a prophet, a dream for a prophet is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why when Nabi Ibrahim saw him sacrificing his son in a dream, Ya bunaya, inni arā, yani arā ru'yata, inni arā fil manām, anni adhbahuk, fanzur mādha tara. qala ya abatifā'al mā tu'mar, سَتَجِدُنِي إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مِنَنْ مِنَ الصابرين. Ibrahim said to his son Oh my son I am seeing in a dream that I am sacrificing you What do you have to say about this matter? He said oh my father do as you have been commanded hmm. Because a dream for a prophet is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala From where he can extract a rule that he has to fulfill It's a command, he must fulfill it, he must obey it Nabi Ismail answers him do as you have been commanded, My Father, you will find Me of those who are patient and persevering. In what? In the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In abstaining from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so, for the rest of us, non-prophets, remember Muhammad wasalam, he is, مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ رَسُولَ الله وخاتم النبيين. In the Quran, Allah says, Muhammad Wasallam is not the father of any of you men, but Indeed he is the messenger of Allah and the seal of the prophets. No more prophets, no more messengers to come after Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So for the rest of us, a dream, we cannot extract a rule from it. So we cannot say, oh, whoever memorizes Akhirat uh, al is going to Jannah. No. We cannot extract a rule from it, but it is only a means of glad tidings. It was a glad tiding for Sayyid Ahmad al-Marzuqi. And the fact that he found it memorized in his heart, that is something that uh, he has narrated. And the responsibility of the truth of that is upon him. We accept it for what it is. And uh, very beautifully, we find that uh, on the 28th of the qadah of the same year, 1258 Hijri, and it was the little Jum'a. He saw the Prophet ﷺ again. And the Prophet ﷺ in the dream, underline that, in the dream the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Iqra ma Read that which you've composed. You know, as I'm saying that, you know, how many of us have had a dream about the Prophet ﷺ? You know, People like said, uh, like Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. It wasn't the night that went by except that he dreamt of the Prophet ﷺ. May Allah grant us for, uh, for us to see Rasulullah sallallahu in a dream. I say one of the, in fact, one of my teachers in Damascus, Shaykh Abu Naim, he's very ill in Medina at the moment. Allah give him shifa. Shaykh abdul Ma'ajil Hanawi. He said that uh, if you want to see the Prophet sallallahu in a dream, then you must go and eat very, very salty fish. And then don't drink any water. And go to sleep. Like that So he's guaranteed you'll see yourself Swimming in water in your dream Because you'll be so thirsty But what is the, the moral behind the story Saying that there must be that That thirst That longing to see the Prophet ﷺ. And Through that uh, through, through us putting a lot of salutations, Salawat on the Prophet ﷺ, We can build up that shok, That longing for seeing the Prophet ﷺ And being with him in Jannah In idni so seeing the prophet in a dream I mean we have uh, Various ahadith uh, With regards to that Our uh, well, beloved prophet and Authentic ahadith Man ra'ani fil manain faqad ra'ani Man ra'ani faqad ra'ani haqqan Man ra'ani fil manain faqad ra'ani Fa'inna shaytana la yatemethalu Fi surati Whoever has seen me in a dream Has indeed seen me That is how he is sallallahu alaihi wasallam if you see the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a dream that is how he is and in another riwayah he says man ra'ani fil manam la that whoever sees me in a dream has indeed seen me for indeed the shaytan he cannot he cannot um la yatamathalu be. he cannot imitate me he cannot imitate my surah, how I look. So if we see the Prophet in a dream Allah grant us that, then then we indeed we have seen the Prophet. And anything that we get in that dream, we cannot extract any rule from it according to something which is um, compulsory or something which is permissible or something which is prohibited. But what we can extract from it from a good dream from Ru'ya al saliha we can extract glad tidings. As our author, Sayyid Ahmed al Marzuki extracted the glad tidings for his poem that, uh, that he has written. Inshallah, we'll come back after the break.
1: Madrasa on Air Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh And welcome back to the last few minutes of Madrasan A I'm your host Yasmina Peterson And i Sheikh Ria Wools. And you're welcome to still blabber on a lot I'm going to be handing straight over to Sheikh InshaAllah To continue where we stopped just before the ad break Sheikh Tufatul
0: Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd Assalamu warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillah, I think we have uh, spent some good time with uh, our author we're connecting with our author. We found that alhamdulillah, not only have we connected with him in terms of his text, the Aqeerat al being taught in South Africa for generations, but we even found that there a, is a a connection with the community being related to our author, Sayyid Ahmed al marzuki via the Kutbi Al-Kutbi family, subhanallah. And so we've been, just before the break, we've been learning about the, the beautiful story, which was the cause for the coming about of this, of this particular text, that Sayyid Ahmad al marzuki that he saw the Prophet ﷺ in a dream, and the companions were standing around the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ told him to read the poem of Tawheed. And, and the companions said, listen to what the Prophet is saying, and the Prophet said to him قُلْ أَبْدَأُ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ rahimi وَبِالرَّحِيمِ دَائِمِ الْإِحْسَانِ Up until up until the line where the manzuma, where it says وَصُحْفُ الْخَلِيلِ الْحَكَمِ And that when he woke up he found that that section of the poem memorized in his heart all by the grace and power and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we looked at just before the break that a a pious dream, especially in which we see the Prophet ﷺ, is indeed what we call of the Mubashirat, it's of the glad tidings. And it's the only thing that basically remains of Prophethood. Um, in an authentic hadith narrated in Bukhari, uh, our beloved Prophet Muhammad ﷺ says, لم يبقى من إلا قال وما قال الرؤية الصالحة. Said there will not remain of prophethood except Mubashura, glad tidings. So the companion wanted to know what are glad tidings? He says, a good pious dream. Doesn't necessarily have to be the Prophet salallahu sallam, in the dream, but if we see the Prophet and we know we have, we have seen him. And that obviously gives even, even greater sort of um, authenticity to that glad tiding that we are receiving in that poem. So the initial story took place on the on the sixth of Rajab, 1258, when he found himself reading the poem in his dream to the Prophet Wasallam. And then on the 28th of the of the same year, Laylatul al saw the Prophet again, and the Prophet said to him, "Iqra ma jam'ata, read that which you've composed, because the remainder after the line which I read about." the suhuf of Nabi Ibrahim and Nabi Musa alayhim he then completed the poem and then on the 28th of al Qaada, in the dream the Prophet said read it which you've composed and so he read the poem and after each line the companion said, "Amin." again, it's a, it's a poem and like I promised, I said I'll repeat it three times a la alayha ahkam, a dream we cannot take any legal rulings from a dream. It is only of the Mubashirat. It was a glad tidings. And so when he completed the reading, the Prophet said to him, May Allah guide you to that which pleases you and accept this, what you have written from you, and bless you and the believers and benefit the servants of Allah with it. So that's the dua that he heard from the Prophet in the dream. May Allah ta'ala make that a reality that inshallah ta'ala Allah benefits us. With this poem. And this is what the author has informed. Regarding himself. And this story comes from the author himself. As Sayyid Ahmad ibn Ramadan al-Marzuqi. This is what the author has informed. With regards to how this poem came about. Regarding himself. And I have conveyed it exactly. As I have found it in the text. And the responsibility is on the narrator. The responsibility is on. Uh, on the narrator, Ahmed, Sayyid Ahmed Al Marzuki himself, who is the one who has told this beautiful story about how this poem came about. And uh, we don't see anything wrong with that. Why? Because what is this poem about? This poem basically gathers the essence of the Aqeedah of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Uh, the belief that, inshallah, as I mentioned in the beginning of the program, that will provide us with the correct answers. When we wake up in our grave, in front of Munkar al-Nakir, Mar is your Lord, مَا What is your religion? And what do you say about the man that was sent to you, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, صلى الله عليه And that brings us to the end of, of this beautiful story and introduction to the author, Sayyid Ahmad ibn Ramadan al marzuki And in fact, those of you who are familiar with Ali imam al-Shatibi, he also has a similar story. That... He saw the Prophet sallallahu in a dream, and the Prophet said to him, whoever memorized the shatabiya, man hafidha dakhil al-jannah. Whoever memorized it will enter jannah. We cannot extract a rule from that, but indeed it was a glad tiding for, for al-imam al-shatabi. And we also have a beautiful story of Ibn Ajurum. Ibn Ajurum, who wrote the Ajroomiyya, that famous work on Arabic grammar, who said, who took his ten pages to the water's edge, and he said, if this has been written sincerely for the sake of Allah, then the water will not disturb the ink and he threw it in the water and he picked it up and the ink was as it was the ink was as it was and till this day the Ajrumiyya I mean that was in the in the 7th and 8th century in the 7th and 8th century Hijri and that text is still being taught all over the world in all Muslim communities and this is the Baraka. That Allah ta'ala granted to these ulama because of their piety, because of their Allah consciousness, because everything that they learned, they implemented into their lives and thereby truly qualifying to be called ulama in terms of the verse where Allah ta'ala says, min ibadi That those that fear Allah most out of His servants are those who have been endowed with knowledge. Bismillah. Allahumma taala shower His mercy upon them and grant them all a high place fi jannatul naim. Wa aakhiru da'wana. And till I meet you next time fi yamanillah. Aakhiru da'wana. Anil hamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.